Hey, this is Mark with Pronto 1804 Podcast. Today we have on Austin Heyman. I titled this The Tech Guru because he's someone who's going to be joining on that field soon. So Austin, how are you doing today, man? Hey, Mark, I'm doing, I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you. Thank you. So tell us a little bit about yourself for the, for the, for the viewers who are listening right now. Um, so I'm from Arizona, the Phoenix area, lived here pretty much my whole life. Um, currently I'm going to school studying computer science. I'm in my sophomore year and I'm at a community college right now and then I'll be transferring to Arizona State next spring. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, right now school just takes up most of my life. Um, I really love, I kind of have like an entrepreneurial kind of spirit. So I love <clears throat> just like looking for new ideas, new things to do, new ways to help people. That's kind of the drive of when I'm just like looking for side projects, activities, hobbies, that sort of thing. That's awesome. How did your uh, love for tech happen? Um, so. It's kind of in my DNA, I guess you could say. So my dad is a, he's super big into tech and stuff like that. He was a huge nerd, like growing up in the 80s, was, learned how to program stuff and was in the, like the programming club in high school and things like that. Um, and so from essentially the time I was born, he's been working at Intel doing chip design for them. That's awesome. And so growing up, I, I honestly can't remember a time when we didn't have a computer in the house. <laughs> and being born in the 90s, that's kind of rare that I just, we just always had a computer. He was always kind of teaching me that kind of that engineering mindset that tech kind of thing getting me an electronics kit where I could snap together little pieces to build circuits um little programmable lego sets that sort of thing so it's always kind of been something that's been in my life and then in junior high and high school I kind of started to move away from that um just wasn't sure if it was what I wanted to do and I mean high school kids we never know what we're doing at that point in life and yeah. so I just kind of moved away from it I focused more on playing sports that sort of thing mm -hmm. and then um and so then after high school I left to serve a religious mission for my church in Mexico and just kind of put everything else on hold and wasn't really thinking about or caring what I was going to be doing in the future, just kind of focused on that for two years. Awesome. And I got home and I still had a zero idea what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. I, tried, I enrolled at ASU. I started studying political science and that was no fun. I absolutely hated that. It was, <laughs> it was the worst. Like, I just wasn't able to speak up in class. I wasn't able to share my opinion the second, like the second all these 
political science students see a white kid that grew up in a middle-class family that's slightly conservative leaning like as soon as I opened my mouth it was just 40 people with their hands up oh, wanting to man. fight with me and I was <laughs> like no this is like I was just like that's that's not it like this this is no fun and around that same time I met my wife mm -hmm. and so we started dating and when we realized that we wanted to get married that sort of thing I just I dropped out of school because she was a lot closer to finishing than I was. Mm -hmm. And so I started working full time, just got the first job I could at a, at a law firm and kind of got stuck in that. Went from one law firm job to another to another, just doing like legal assistant, filling out paperwork kind of things. And I just felt stuck in that. And there wasn't really a way to get out that I could see without having to get a minimum wage job at like McDonald's or something like that. Like I didn't want to have to move back to yeah. get out of these jobs. And so I found, <clears throat> I found a coding boot camp done through the university of Arizona that was teaching web development. And so I thought, why not try this, see where it goes. And the programming clicked really fast for me it was like it was like it was already kind of there those concepts were in my brain even though i'd never really had a huge exposure to it before in like the real world sense of programming mm -hmm. and so it just like clicked super fast i loved it and then the pandemic hit and just kind of put everything on hold with finding a job in that and all this stuff and so I found just a job doing, working at a property management company doing inspections and I helped out with their IT department doing some programming and stuff here and there. And then spring of last year, um, started up at MCC to finally get around to finishing out that degree. And so, so here we are That's a awesome. year later now. Yep. You got a lot of uh, a lot of things under your belt. That's awesome to be able to have all of that under your belt, especially um, the legal side of things. I feel like anytime that, especially you know, with you being an entrepreneur, anytime that you're gonna come into a contract of some sort later on in the future, once you start getting into those deals and you know sponsorships and all those things that you're gonna be looking forward to or that are be gonna be coming your way, you're gonna have the uh, experience of knowing what a contract should look like and what it should have in it and what it shouldn't have in it. So I think that's really cool that you have that background and all the other backgrounds that you have as well too, because it, it makes you it makes you versatile, you know? Mm -hmm. It makes you super versatile. I think um I think one of the most important things that any entrepreneur entrepreneur could be is a, a Swiss army knife. You know, you're not just one specific thing. You have all these things under your belt so that you could, you know, you could look, look at things from all these different perspectives instead of just being tunneled vision into this one specific way of thinking. And, you know, that keeps you limited from seeing everything else. So I think that's really cool right there. And so, um, back to you serving on your mission how was that how was serving your mission in Mexico and um um how how did that did that in any way influence your decision when you came back to came back home to to 
take the journey that you're on now in any way? Was there any um, person that you met that, you know, just spoke to you and was like, man, you know what, like anything like that while you were out there or was it just more so just you were out there serving? Um, well, I mean, it was, it was a great experience. I, I loved it. It was, it was one of the hardest things I've ever done. It was hard work, walking. So, I mean, typically like the missionaries for the Church of Jesus Christ, the Latter-day Saints or the Mormons is we're known by sometimes like you think of a Mormon missionary, you think of them on a bicycle riding around and a lot of them here in the States, they have cars. But in my mission, it was a walking mission. We did not have bikes. We did not have cars. And so my parents actually sent me a little step counter at one point. And so I every day I would keep track of how far I walked. <clears throat> and we averaged about 10 miles walking every day. Wow. And my max that we did in one day was about 25 miles. And it was it was hard work, but I loved it. Just being out there, getting to know people, getting to see and explore the culture a little bit. Um, it was an amazing experience. And there's just so many great people that I met that we talked to <clears throat> that just kind of helped me refocus on life, mm -hmm. I guess, like, and just kind of learn what my priorities should be for me when I get home. And it got me in, in a good, in a good mindset with some good habits. And sure, now that, now that I'm back and it's been this September will be six years since I got home. It's, been different it's hard to keep up all those habits that when you're 100 focused on being a missionary every day it's easy to have those those good habits those good things that you're doing and then you get home and the world just hits you and there's distractions everywhere but just having that that kind of like baseline to build off of has been has been a huge blessing in my life and I mean, when I was there, kind of one of the things that helped <clears throat> set my path for the future, and I had thought that I wanted to go into, like, maybe government or something, mm. work for some government agencies, work on helping the people in Latin America, because of, things are so, it's such a drastic change when you cross that border. Yeah. And Mexico's a lot better off than a lot of these other countries south of Mexico and in Central and South America and stuff like that. Mexico's a lot better off than some of these other experiences that people have had. And so I met people from all over Central and South America that were trying to come here to the United States and they just got stuck in Mexico and decided, okay, this is where we're going to live. And so coming home I wanted to put myself in a position to try and do something to help gotcha. maybe not necessarily like those people specifically but I just kind of decided that whatever I do in life whatever I dedicate myself to I want the purpose to be to help someone gotcha. and if I had end up making money along the way like that's fine but <laughs> the priorities of what I want to do is provide for 
myself and my family and then be able to just help others whatever whatever like whatever shape that takes just the priority of the business should be to help people that's awesome. Well, I mean, you know, tech is the number one way to help someone, you know, especially with the, you know, the world is changing so drastically in such a way. And, you know, tech is one of those things that are constantly adapting with it. You know, you think about all these things that have been created by, you know, by, by man over time. And, you know, tech has been one of those things that have constantly adapted with time and with change. And so that's one of those things that I feel that if you're in that field and you um, have experience in that field and you're going towards that field, you are definitely in the, 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 the winner's race. You know, you've, you found a, um, a, a position, a, um, um, a job space where you are, it'll never become obsolete. I feel that's just my mindset on mm -hmm. it. I feel a lot of other people would agree to that as well too, because tech is just so important to the development and future of mankind. So what are some of those things? What are some, what is, what are your favorite texts? Like what, what is an iPhone? Is it, um, certain like what are some certain things where you was like man this is the this is my favorite thing out of all uh technology that i've had or that i've experienced with well i am an android person i have okay. after i got home from my mission i got like an iphone 6 or something like that it was mm -hmm. super cheap and basically just used it until it entirely stopped working got another iphone super cheap lasted me like a year and a half and it stopped working and I was like okay enough is enough and because it was because new iPhones are so expensive mm -hmm. and I just wanted to try out an Android so I got the Google Pixel um four yeah the Google Pixel four it was maybe a year old when I got it a couple years ago and it was like half the price of a similar iPhone that was about a year old and I've loved it. The camera's great. It's super user-friendly. It kind of looks similar to an iPhone when you're on the homepage and stuff. And mm -hmm. so I'm a huge fan of that. I almost have my wife convinced to get a <laughs> Pixel. She loves my phone so much. She'll, mm -hmm. Anytime we're going to take pictures like for her business or just a selfie or something, it's always, hey, give me your camera. Hey, pull out your phone. We're going to take a picture something like that so that's awesome she really loves the camera on that and then um at least as far as physical technology another thing that i really love is this little guy here well so this is i don't know if you're familiar with it's called a raspberry pi no i'm not at all and so this is a fully working computer right here wow and they make even smaller ones that are about half the size of this. Okay. And <clears throat> I mean, obviously it's not as robust and full-blown as like a Windows or a Mac or something like that, but it's a little computer that there's so many, there's thousands, probably tens of thousands of different projects out there that people have done where they will automate their morning coffee or their toaster or something like that, write a program, stick it on this, connect it to like their phone's clock or something, the alarm goes off, their coffee starts, 
and they're not even up yet or building little robots or just all sorts of things. So I got this um, a while ago and it's just been fun to, to play around with. Have you programmed anything on it by chance? Um, nothing yet. I've just kind of played around with it. I've written a few like little programs and just moved them onto it just to just to test them. But I haven't found like a real big project for it yet. It's more just kind of been playing around, looking at all the features and that sort of thing. I haven't. I'm still kind of looking for like the big thing I want to do with it. Gotcha. Do you have anything in mind as far as the big things that you would want to do with it by chance? Um, nothing yet. I kind of have this kind of silly dream of creating my own artificial like assistant, like my own Siri or Alexa kind of thing. It's an immense amount of work, but if I could pull it off, it would be awesome. Another thing I want to, I kind of want to work on creating my own operating system Mm. and that I could run and test on this and because you can install whatever operating system you want as long as it's compatible with the like the physical hardware and then for those who so, who, who are listening mm-hmm. who may not know what an operating system is could you explain that to them yeah so that's like um when you have windows on a computer where it's got the little taskbar and the file folders and that or what is it on mac os x or something like that is that what it's I called think- um, yeah, so that's what the operating system is. It basically just lets your mouse, your keyboard control the computer in a way that's easy to use, easy to understand how things work. You click on the icons, you can drag and drop. Whereas without the operating system, you would just have to type commands into a just a screen that just shows text and you type in what you want to do super old school um and yeah so the operating system let's and i mean that's kind of i guess that's more of the the graphics of it but the operating system is just what lets you use the computer that makes it more than just pieces of metal and plastic that's awesome and then so who are some people that you look to in the um in the tech world industry like elon musk jeff bezos and you know guys of that manner or if they're you know someone who's um who's not such a popular name that you look up to and that has inspired you in any way who who are they and what about them exactly inspires you to want to um that 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 has drawn you to them in a sense gotcha um well this is super cheesy but my dad is definitely one of them he's kind of he's always been that number one tech role model for me of just everything that he's been able to do and now that I'm kind of dipping my toes into that tech world and taking these classes and having all these side hobbies of programming and stuff I can actually hold like full conversations with him now about like his job and what he's doing and all this tech stuff because growing up I never knew what my dad did at work I just knew he worked at Intel designed chips like 
that was it. If you ever tried to explain like what that actually meant, it just went right over my head. But now there's kind of that bond that we have, I guess, that we can be able to talk about this stuff and I can understand it. And it's just been, I mean, a huge blessing for me growing up that he had the tech job that he did and the job security that he had because of who he was. There was times when Intel was firing hundreds of employees and his boss's boss's boss said like, hey, we need to keep Craig Heymond on because if we don't, if you lose him to some other company, like we're done for. And so he's always just, it's been his job and who he is and how he has gone about that has just been a huge blessing to me and to my family and just like a huge example for how I want to be once like my wife and I have kids and we're starting that life together. Um, so he's kind of number one. It's super cheesy that, oh, it's my dad, but he's oh, definitely, definitely been there in that number one role model spot. Yeah, that's, um, that's exactly who you should say. It's not cheesy at all. My my number <laughs> one role model is my mom. You know, she was a single mother. She did everything by herself, raised, you know, eight kids, you know, so that. Wow. that's not cheesy at all man that's 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 major props i that's super super cool to hear that your your um your um, role model is your your dad because you know a lot of times especially within the culture that we're in right now it's so easy for someone for some for for somebody to say outside of their circle is someone they look up to or is their role model when they have all these role models and people around mm -hmm. them that have you know have sewed into them in one way or another and so it's 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 cool that you're keeping it in-house and not going off somewhere else with mm -hmm. it and I that's that's really cool to hear that's awesome yeah and I mean as far as like big names or celebrities that like everyone else not ever probably two or three people that listen actually will listen to this podcast actually know my dad and stuff mm -hmm. but um as far as like kind of those bigger names out there in the world um elon musk is definitely one of them okay um and i know a lot of people in the world have varying opinions on him because of his different opinions and he loves to poke fun at people on twitter and that sort of thing but one of the biggest things that i've noticed from him is all of these companies that he has and all of these projects that he does, his it seems like his goal is to just make the world a better place. Mm. Make life easier for everyone. So, something like that. They all have these purposes and they all kind of have a purpose too, it seems like, of just getting humanity ready to live on mars i think that's his like number one goal he he has this quote that he said one time that he wants to die on mars just not on impact got you <laughs> he wants to land and be able to live on mars and just live out the rest of his life there mm -hmm. and so a lot of his companies spacex starlink tesla the boring company there's all these like little applications for those that will work great for when we 
if we finally get to Mars. But then they also have these applications for the present of right now, Starlink is providing internet to the people in Ukraine. It's the only way that they have internet right now is because he said, okay, you guys need internet. Here's all the equipment you'll need. Download it. If you're in Ukraine, it's free. Here's a helping hand in this horrible situation that you're in. And just like every kind of big disaster that there is, every big horrible situation that's going on, he just seems like he's prepared to do something about it. Yeah. Or at least what he can do about it. He's He has the means and surrounded with the people that can help him put together maybe not a full-blown solution, but at least a band-aid to fix a tiny part to let people focus on other problems. Yeah. And that's, I think that's that's incredible. Yeah, that's dope. Elon is definitely dope. I'm not going to lie. He's someone that I definitely am would love to to meet with and talk to and uh, mm -hmm. have a conversation with because like you said he's someone that's always helping i mean even with the the puerto rico situation that happened where they lost all that electricity i think he stepped mm -hmm. up and tried to figure out some kind of way to try to bring back resources to them and not only that i just feel like in general um you know people in his position the number one thing that they uh that they do especially with the amount of resources that he has like you said is that they automatically in a situation where there's a disaster, they throw money at it, which in some cases it does benefit the people who, who may be in that tragic situation, whatever it may be. But at times, you know, it, it takes more than just throwing money at a situation for an actual um, aid to come into play, you know? And so I mm -hmm. feel like with, with Elon, he's one of those people who, who, puts his hand in the fire in a sense where he's not just throwing money at it he's actually figuring something out so that he can actually help you know like with the with the um, you know Russia and Ukraine situation like you said he he launched a satellite situation where the people could have access to internet and all that so in an in an in the example that I gave about someone who just throws money at a situation, he could have donated some money, you know, but mm -hmm. instead he was like, you know what, let me launch this because this is actually going to help them, you know, and that's, that's pretty cool that he has that kind of mindset and he has that kind of heart, you know, because it doesn't, he doesn't need to do the things that he's doing, you know, and so that's pretty mm -hmm. cool that he, he takes that initiative to take it a step further rather than just throwing money at a situation. So that's, that's, that's definitely one of my um one of my top inspirations as well to see the things that he's got that he's got going on i also saw a tweet you said that he makes those tweets i, saw, I also saw a tweet uh -huh. not too long ago about him saying that he would <laughs> that he would challenge putin to a fist fight or oh, something yeah. like that. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah i saw that not too long ago that was that was pretty cool man that was he was like the what's on the line is the ukraine that was that was pretty cool and pretty funny. And I'm sure he was pretty like dead serious as well, too. So that's, oh, yeah. that's pretty cool that he's he's always taking initiative and doing what he has to do. And um, is there anyone else that you have inspirations from? You said your dad, you have Elon Musk in there. Is there anyone else that you look at as well, too, as an inspiration or that, you know, in any way that you, um, you know, you keep your eye on? Because it's like, man, they're doing some interesting mm -hmm. stuff over there kind of thing. Um, so another person that I've kind of related to a lot and just found some inspiration in is Michael Dell, the founder of the Dell Computer Company. Mm -hmm. And I don't really know 
I mean, I don't know a whole lot about him, but I've there's this um, there's this podcast that my wife and I love to listen to called um, "How I Built This." Mm-hmm. That's um, the the guy that does the podcast there, and it's under like NPR's big umbrella of stuff. Okay, he'll just interview founders of companies and just they'll talk about how they built their company from they'll start like the beginning of their life and just go through every single little process that went into building this now huge million billion dollar or just huge company Mm -hmm. and so there was a episode of that podcast where it was Michael Dell talking and just his whole experience through life of growing up and how his how he got started and the struggles that he went through and all this stuff. It was, as I was listening to it, I was like, wow, this sounds like everything I've gone through up to this point. And it was just super inspiring to hear that like, wow, he, he had similar experiences in childhood and high school and had no idea what he wanted to do and then stumbled across this and and started just and he started like essentially selling computers door to door in like the 80s and 90s like that's how he got started and then it just exploded into this huge thing and so that was just super inspiring for me to hear about how it's possible like because a lot of And I mean, we're never going to say this to like a millionaire or billionaire's face, but a lot of the success that comes in life can be attributed to luck. Mm -hmm. Like you can, two people can do the same exact things, have, go through the same exact steps in life, go to the same school, the same level schools, have the same degree, the same grades, and just take every single step the same and then but really it just comes down to a lot of luck but there's also those steps are super important of what you're doing to put yourself to have the best chance to to make it and so just seeing that okay doing what I've been doing even though a lot of these things in the past I wasn't sure if I was making the right moves or whatever, making, doing what was best, like, okay, this is, I'm still putting myself in a good, a good position. Like it's, it's possible. I got to keep, keep working for it and working hard and finding new ways to do it. Like I, today I can't just start selling computers door to door and then 10 years down the line and have my own computer company. There's new things that I have to do or whatever, but it was just good to kind of have that positive affirmation of, okay, I'm not totally off base here. I'm not totally doing the wrong thing. Like it's, it's possible like starting from scratch and then actually making something out of it. I think that, um, I think Michael Dell is actually, I think he's from Austin too, right? Is he, he, he started. I think so. Yeah. I think I remember him talking about being, from yeah so I, I think it's super cool that you know people in that position I think it's super cool whenever they um are willing to 
be honest about their success story because you know oftentimes whenever you see someone in that position and having got to where they are now or doing whatever it is that they're doing now you rarely hear what all it took to where it is that they are now you know we of course we hear the the um, how do you say the the cliche of I'm self-made kind of situation mm -hmm. but it's rarely just that simple it's it's all these no's before you get a yes it's all these um um, failed companies before you get the right one. It's all these um, bad network, bad groups, bad connections before you meet the right group of people kind of thing. Like it's all these trials and tribulations before you actually get there. And so I think it's always really cool anytime that someone's in that position is bluntly honest about how they got to where they got to because people like you and me and you know the listeners as well need to hear that because you know it's sometimes a bit intimidating trying to go out and make make something of yourself when you have all these you know successful people and you know you have all these doubts and worries and fears I mean even myself with everything that I got going on there's been times where I sat there talking to my wife late at night and I'm I'm in bed and I'm looking at her I'm like babe you think I should keep doing this and, you know, she, you know, she's super supporting and she'll tell me like, yeah, I mean, you know, God wouldn't have taken you this far if it wasn't meant for you to still keep doing this kind of thing. And so I just be like, yeah, mm -hmm. you're right. And, you know, it's just, I mean, it's just, it's just real though. You know, it's, it's just honest because there's just certain times where you hit certain roadblocks or you, you hit certain, um, you get in cer certain mindsets in life where you start to reflect and think like, man, am, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? And so I think it's, really cool that you know he was able to open up about that and I'm it's even cooler that it inspired you to keep doing what it is that you're doing because I feel like if you reach a certain point at life reach a certain point in life you have to reach back in one way or another and it doesn't have to be a situation where you're physically going to certain locations and places and talking to people um face to face but just being honest about how you got to where you got to could could be the 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 make a break for someone who's in a similar position who's trying to go down that path so I think it's really dope that that inspired you and kept you on this path and I think um I think it's um super hard being an entrepreneur nowadays and it's also very interesting as well too because we have all these we have all these um advancements that they didn't have before so I think that that's a plus that we have going but being that that's the case we have all these you know talented people you know we have all these people who are doing the same thing like you said there's so many you, there's two people who can go down the same path doing the same exact thing but one makes it and one doesn't you know and so I just think it's we're in that day and age where it's where you're in a position if you have the opportunity to try something try it like you never know like a lot of these people and a lot of mm -hmm. these huge businesses and <clears throat> and companies and apps and all these things that go on you know it's someone who took a chance when when someone else did it and I feel like that's that's always going to be the 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 dif the difference between the person who makes it and doesn't is whenever you have an idea whenever you have a thought whenever you have a a, a really good feeling about something just try it because you never know what it may may what it may come to be you know and I think that that's that's the biggest thing that I want people who are listening right now like if you have an idea if you have a thought no matter how dumb or stupid it may seem to you or your friend group try it 
because you know like when you think about instagram if i would have told you a long time ago <laughs> that you would you know you could make an app and you know you know end up selling it for i don't know how much it sold for i think it was like a couple million or a couple i don't know how much it ended up selling for yeah something it. insane they sold it for a crazy amount of money if i could have told you a long time ago hey create an app where you take pictures of yourself and post it <laughs> like, you would have looked at me and be like man that's 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 really dumb man like i don't think you should waste your time putting all that effort and money <laughs> and time into something like that because i don't think it's gonna stick and look someone took a chance on it tried it and now look where it is that they are with mm -hmm. it you know and so i think that if you have an idea no matter how stupid it may sound to you no matter how stupid it may sound to the people around you man try it you in that day and age where you just have to try some if it's god's will if god mm -hmm. wants to you know if god wants to bless that thing he's gonna bless that thing you know what i'm saying like just do what you gotta do and then everything else will plant plant it will it's gonna all play out in the manner that it's supposed to you know mm -hmm. and um you also started a company at one point in time as well too is that correct yeah so when when the pandemic hit i had just a couple months left of that programming boot camp learning to it was learning web development so basically coding starting from nothing websites mm -hmm. and so essentially, if I had the time and the motivation, I could, I can now, having done that boot camp, just create whatever website I want. I can make a clone of Facebook or Wikipedia or Instagram or whatever if, if I wanted to. I have now that knowledge and that skill set to be able to program those. And if I don't know how to do something, I know how to look up the right way to do it or whatever. Gotcha. Um, so <clears throat> the pandemic hit kind of in the middle of that. I had about two months left. And so those, that course just went strictly online. We were in Zoom calls instead of going in person to the right. classroom. And so the course ended and I'd been looking for jobs in web development, just trying to find something else to start doing. And because of the pandemic, there really still wasn't anything. There was lots of, there was a lot of remote jobs because programming is something you don't need to be in the office necessarily to do. And so there was a lot of remote jobs, but a lot of these companies were wanting degrees and stuff. And so I wasn't, after a couple months, wasn't finding anything yet. And so I was talking with my wife and we just decided why not do it ourselves and so just started a little company um it wasn't even registered as an LLC or anything just my wife made an Instagram that she managed and she did a lot of the graphic design work on that with the logo and putting out content and that sort of thing and I did the website part of it, making the websites for people. And we had a couple friends that reached out that they had like a landscaping business or um, one of our, one, let's see, there's the landscaping business and then portfolios, that sort of thing. Um, we had someone reach out to us that was um, referred to us that needed help with his website he sold solar and just had a simple 
website that we needed some help getting set up and just a couple different people that all small businesses, all entrepreneurs, all trying to figure this whole small business thing in the modern era, in the pandemic, all trying to figure that out. And yeah, we were just there to help them out and just make a few extra bucks to to just keep us going through through the pandemic and yeah so that was that and then when so I started school just kind of started to not advertise it as much just kind of wean off of it a little bit mm -hmm. so that I could focus on school and then in this last January we finally just closed out the Instagram shut down the website that sort of thing just said all right this is done I mean we, we still had people reaching out to us saying hey can you help us with this can you help us with that and we've been able to help them out just not officially as the business anymore gotcha mm -hmm. would you uh, consider reopening it again by chance or do you have plans after you fully finish school do you do you have plans of reopening uh, another business that's um that may not be what you've done before, but something completely new that you've been thinking of, or is there anything like that that you're thinking about when it comes to the future? Um, so we kind of have, my wife and I kind of have this goal eventually, not sure when, but kind of this idea that we want to do of starting a consulting business. Mm -hmm. And so I would be able to help I mean, our idea is that we would help companies with their business needs, their tech needs. Mm -hmm. A small business could come to us and say, hey, I sell pies or something and I need software to help me manage my ingredients or I need help. I need some ideas on how to grow my business. And my, my wife has a degree in business and she wants to keep going with that of getting a master's and all this. So eventually we want to be able to kind of start a consulting business together where she can help companies grow their business with the financial side of things with different business strategies. And then I can help them grow their business utilizing technology, helping them know what software is out there to use, what other, what companies' systems are good or better, whatever or if needed, help them by writing them a custom software that they can that they can use. That's awesome. I think that's really dope. And I like the fact that you're you and your wife are coming together to make up a business plan together. I think that's really dope whenever you have a wife that fully supports you and um, gets what it is that you're trying to build and what it is that you're trying to do, but not only gets it, but is also frontline right there with you trying to build whatever it is that you're trying to build. And I think that's, that's dope that you have a wife like that and that she's super supportive. And anytime I feel like you're going um, the entrepreneur route, you know, your, your wife is, you know, you're everything, you know, like my mm -hmm. wife has been my therapist. My wife has been my confidant. She's been, she's mm -hmm. been my lawyer. You know what I'm saying? She's been the, the board, the, the, the board, you know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. she's, she's been all of that, you know? And so I think it's super dope that you and your wife are also coming up with ideas together like that. And, um, how important do you feel that is for you? You know, like having your wife right there mm -hmm. with you, with everything that you're going to be taking on and that you've already taken on. How important is that to you? Oh, it's huge. It's probably one of the 
the biggest things that's kept me sane <laughs> over the last three years we've been married now that and it'll be April be four years since we officially met each other and it's just been huge having someone there that has the same goals has the same mindset that isn't satisfied with just oh things are okay or we're doing all right that is always looking for ways to go bigger and better not necessarily like it's not like a greed kind of thing but just like there's more that we can do wanting the most who we are yeah. uh -huh, getting the most out of life putting ourselves in the best position to be able to help other people because you can't help other people if you're not in a good position yourself you know correct and she she really has that same mindset of we just need to help people like whatever we do it just we just need to help people and she's also hugely entrepreneurial she um she currently has a clothing business that she started in the fall and I've been helping her with the website and technology side of that. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it's just been great to have that, that partner right there with me that she's always, she's always keeping me going, keeping me motivated. If she's down, I'll be there to keep her motivated. And it's just been, it's been huge. It's been a huge blessing, a huge factor in, and my goals and my aspirations, everything I want to do, knowing that whatever we, whatever I decide to do, she'll be right there next to me, keeping me along. And yeah, it's just been, it's been huge. Like we'll just be driving in the car and just talking about business ideas and I'll come up with so. the craziest, silliest, probably dumbest thing. And <laughs> I'll be like, hey, and take my phone, write this down, and mm -hmm. we'll just like talk about business ideas and things that we want to do. And it's just been it's been great to have that. Like something that we'll always kind of talk about is like life really sucks. Like life is hard, mm -hmm. but it's so much better when you have that person there with you. Yeah. Like these last three years have been horrible and hard and awful for literally everyone in the entire world there's probably been zero people not affected by what's been going on in the world but when we look back at these last two years of the pandemic and three years since we've been married like we don't see those hard things that happened we see the ways that we were able to grow and progress together. We see the good things that have happened. Like last year was incredibly hard for us with our financial situation, all sorts of things that we went through, but because we were able to go through it together, it just, looking back, it was like, wow, we, we did this, like this, like things A, B, C, and D, all these horrible things happened and yet here here we still are here hey, whenever here we you, are with our goals and plans whenever you become a future multimillionaire, you'll look back at this and you'll laugh you know because i'm just hearing you know 
hearing your mindset and not only your mindset, but getting a, a picture of what your wife's mindset is through your own words, it, it speaks to the character that you guys have. And the fact that you guys are putting other people first with your businesses and what your business goals and dreams, I feel that you'll always win. It may take some time. It may take mm -hmm. some, some, some dedication. It may take some, some sleepless nights, but it will definitely mm -hmm. all pay off because anytime that you're putting another human need, uh, another human being's needs before yours, it's only a matter of time before your situation changes and, tra and transforms for the better. And, um, I think that's really dope that you guys have that, um, have that, have that mindset and have that kind of heart and um i think that also speaks to um you guys's relationship with god and so i i think that's really awesome that you guys are are um um putting other people's needs before yours even when it comes to your own business so that's really dope and um so you mentioned earlier that you were in school and then you had to switch to online school how did that work for you because i did that for a bit of i've been mm -hmm. i did that for a little bit of time um, in the past and it sucked man I I, I liked <laughs> it and then I, I liked it the first couple of days and then after a while I started to just feel like man this I want to be back in class just because of the way that I learn I need to be in class I need to be in the environment mm -hmm. so how did how did work how did doing school from home affect you um so for that boot camp for those first couple months it was it was great I loved it I could just we were living in a studio apartment at the time, so my desk was the bed, and I just <laughs> sat there on my laptop, and that was great. But then starting MCC in the class, or starting at the community college here, Mesa Community College, um, those classes, spring, summer, and then most of my, this last fall semester, were online, and it was brutal. It was rough. <laughs> And because a lot of the a lot of the instructors weren't readily available all the time, I would send an email or send a message and it would be weeks before I would get a response. And I'm just sitting there like, come on, like I need help with this or I need an answer on this. Like because yeah. they would reuse documents from like 2019, 2018 that had like different due dates on them and information was off and it was so hard to like one just kind of stay up with things mm -hmm. but then kind of the biggest downside for me of being online and I'm not a hugely social person like if I have the free time I'm totally fine to just sit in front of my computer and program or do whatever I I'm a huge nerd and I love learning and I could probably spend hours just scrolling through Wikipedia going to different articles just learning about the most random things but when it came to school that was kind of the biggest downside of class being online was I just had way too many distractions around me to keep me from paying attention I would turn on my classes video call and we didn't need our mics or our, our cameras on and I would just turn that on and get bored within about five minutes and then flip on the PlayStation or <laughs> go get food or whatever just wasn't I wasn't able to be in the right mindset 
of, okay, I need to focus on my classes, focus on the material, because there is just, there's just too many distractions around. And my wife will be the first to tell anyone that I get distracted way too easily. <laughs> it's when there's not just like that constant stimulation and or something to kind of force me to get in that that good mindset it it was brutal <laughs> especially this fall semester we we moved and it took me a while to get a good setup with my desk and somewhere to be able to do my classes and focus it was it was rough but now now that I'm back to in-person, so all my classes this semester, all my classes summer and fall this year, and then I would imagine through the rest of getting my degree are all in-person now, and it's a huge turnaround. It's the total 180 of, of, I guess, my formal education. Being online, it was so difficult, such a pain you have to set aside the time, not just for doing homework, but doing classwork and trying to stay focused. You're not there in the there in the seat, and it's just you and thirty other people and the teacher in the classroom, just focused on one thing. Like with in-person classes, it was it was rough, and I'm definitely glad to be to be moved on from that and not have to worry about doing that anymore logging into zoom calls and setting aside homework time on my own or class time on my own some of the classes it didn't even have a set meeting time it was just here's all the lectures and everything on the website go watch them on your own time huh. your assignments are due these days and that was the worst that was it was so hard dang but, Hey, well, I, I was right there with you. Like I work from home sometimes. And so I do accounting as well too. And so sometimes it's hard for me to like not want to turn on the PlayStation while I'm sitting there uh, uh -huh. working and doing whatever it is that I'm doing. But I figured out like a really cool like way of, you know, just being able to be focused. And so I, you know, just turn on some music and do what I have to do to try mm -hmm. to stay, stay in the zone and stay in tune with what it is that I'm doing instead of losing um, focus and going off and playing Call of Duty for a second or something. So <laughs> I, I've definitely figured out my my um, my way of handling, you know, working from home at times. But um, what are some things that what are some things that you're seeing? What are some things that you're seeing in the tech world? that is grabbing your attention. So you said the Elon Musk with the satellite thing, what are some new mm -hmm. things that are coming out? You know, like, I don't know if you're in the cars, are you, or is there like a concept that you saw that just, that that like really interested you where it's like, man, that looks super futuristic or is it a new um, software or is it, is there anything that you're looking forward to when it comes to something technology wise that's gonna be coming out in the future or that you've heard word of mouth from somebody? Um, well, I'm a huge fan of like the electric cars. I love, I mean, Teslas are great. They're, mm -hmm. I, they're super fun to ride. And we have a friend that he has a Tesla and the times that we've hung out with them, we've ridden in the Tesla and he let me drive it once. And it was, 
it was wild. So it's such a hugely different experience from driving just a regular gasoline car. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of the other companies like Ford and GM, they're making their own electric vehicles and even smaller companies like, um, what's it called? Rivian, Nikola. Lucy. And those electric trucks are beautiful. I like the electric F-150. That's like my dream car right now. That thing is gorgeous. And there was even, I was reading about it and I think they put it in their commercials too, but Mm -hmm. if there's like a power outage, Mm -hmm. you can plug your plug in your car. Like you're going to charge it, like plug Mm -hmm. it into the house and your house can run off of your car's battery, that truck's battery for like a couple, it can, I think, I mean, I don't remember like the exact stats that they said or whatever, but it was like a couple days on like minimal power that you can run stuff for probably even maybe even up to like a week on just like the bare bones basics that you need to survive with mm-hmm. like if there's like a huge disaster and you can't get power like you can literally just plug your house into your car and charge it keep up. your fridge running have like lights charge your phones if you need it whatever keep the heater on if it's cold like that's that's wild yeah that's super <laughs> that's, dope. that's just like a crazy concept to think that like the power's off oh let me plug my house into my car and mm. we'll be good so that's that's something that I definitely want to at least have for myself at some point is, and that'll be years down the line and hopefully they'll be a lot cheaper by then. But um, one of the things, other things, kind of tech things that I've been getting into recently and just with school starting and with just my wife working right now, I haven't been able to hugely get into it, but crypto has been, yeah. a really interesting space that that I've been just trying to learn as much as I can about and just kind of get a good good idea and sense of what it is because it's it's so complex there's so much that goes into just each individual cryptocurrency itself each blockchain is kind of its own thing that it's so hard to to get like a good sense of it but it's the crypto is so interesting and right now they're working on a project called web 3 mm-hmm. which is going to be the internet but built on cryptocurrency so it's not because right now what the internet that we know is called web 2 Mm-hmm. And it's basically dominated by the big companies like Google, Amazon, Facebook. Like if we think about like our average day using the internet, we're going to be using Google, we're going to be using Facebook, whether that's Instagram or Facebook or WhatsApp or whatever. We're going to be using Amazon to buy all our stuff online. And then that's basically it. Like every day I'm on Google. I mean, my phone runs on everything Google and every day my wife uses Instagram to promote her business and 
there's other like smaller sites that we'll use, but maybe not necessarily every day. And so right now the internet's kind of dominated by, by these huge companies that everything kind of runs off of. And it's not necessarily bad or good, but the big people in the crypto industry that have been developing these cryptocurrencies and the blockchain are kind of are wanting to move towards a more decentralized form of the internet where big companies can't necessarily dominate the ads and like search engines and that sort of thing kind of open it up to be more accessible more available for anyone to be able to kind of put their ideas out there without having to rely on on a bigger company i think that's really cool i think it's a it's one of those things that's um it's a double-edged sword where it's really mm -hmm. cool that it's going to give you the independence that you would like without having all these influences you know on whatever it is that you're trying to do but at the same time i could see how it could be very um very uh problematic as well too you know with having um um i in a sense a free web and so it's pretty cool and cryptocurrency as a whole something that i genuinely um i genuinely love as well too but to be honest i'm not one of those cryptocurrency people that um that just knows everything about it to be honest i just uh -huh. i'm one of those guys where i'm a I, I like to listen a lot and learn a lot and so you you know i'm sitting here having a conversation or i overhear someone talking about a certain coin and i'm like all right cool let me let me go ahead and see what's happening like not too long ago i invested in uh shiba inu before it actually popped off uh -huh. but before it hit that super high mark uh a couple i think it was two years ago or a year and a half ago i don't know how long how long ago it was I, th I think it was probably like two to three years i don't know how long ago it was someone randomly told me like hey you should put some money into this cryptocurrency <laughs> and i don't know why i listened but for some reason i did and you know it ended up paying off really well and so i appreciated listening to that and like it just gave me a life lesson to never just discredit anyone's advice even though it may sound mm -hmm. like it's bad advice because even when you're hearing advice from someone who you wouldn't normally take advice from it's still it's still advice to know what not to do so all advice is good mm -hmm. advice in a sense just depending on how you use it and so I think that that was really cool how you know you can essentially you know cryptocurrency in my mind is a lottery ticket in a sense you know, you buy into it, mm -hmm. it either works or it doesn't work. Now, in a sense, I feel like the way that cryptocurrency can be effective is for those who, you know, do things where they don't really want their money to be traced in a sense. That's where it becomes a real valuable asset to those within that field. But in a sense of someone who's an average person like myself, who just, you know, into mm -hmm. to crypto, man, I just think of it as a lottery ticket. And I think of it as... Um, I think of it as buying myself into the future because there is going to become a point where there's no longer tangible money in my mind, I believe. And I believe that mm -hmm. cryptocurrency and currencies of that kind will be the future of the dollar, the future of, you know, currency as a whole when it comes to any any currency around the world because I feel like everyone right now is seeing how effective it can be and how useful it can be. And it's going to, 
end up taking over everything else as we know as the dollar or as the peso and all these other things but mm -hmm. at the same time there is you know resistance against that and understandably on you know it, it makes sense but yeah man crypto is a uh, it's it's a it's an it's an exciting time we live in mm -hmm. there's actually this really cool application that i that i was reading about the other day mm -hmm. and i've kind of seen some stuff and kind of i guess so here in phoenix and i've seen them in california a little bit and i would imagine they're all over the country now mm -hmm. at gas stations there's this little atm that says like bitcoin or whatever that yeah. you can give it cash and it'll you can buy bitcoin and just send it to a wallet mm -hmm. and when i first saw those i texted my dad and my brother because we have a little group chat and we talk about like crypto and stuff all the time i was like what would be like the application for this like taking cash and turning it into bitcoin and sending mm -hmm. it to your wallet and we were joking around about like how you could rob a bank or even rob that gas station and just like take the cash send it to your bitcoin wallet untraceable it's gone bye yeah and if you even have someone else go and deposit it then you can't get caught you're not attached to it whatever we we're just coming up with these like ridiculous scenarios for like for what application this turning cash just straight into bitcoin would have because most people you just use your bank account you deposit money into your crypto.com or coinbase or whatever mm -hmm. and then you buy it and you're good but then when who was it el salvador i'm pretty sure they now recognize bitcoin as legal currency in their country yep it is el salvador and so that got so that got me thinking like because i here in phoenix and i would imagine in texas as well there's a lot of migrant workers that will work construction or farming jobs or just whatever jobs they can to earn money. And a lot of them, probably most of them, have their families somewhere else in South America that they're sending money back to. And normally the way to do that is to go to like a Western Union or whatever, wire it over. There's probably like a 10 or 30% fee, something ridiculous that that um, Western Union is going to get a cut out of that money. And so that's just, they're just losing money on that. But with these Bitcoin machines, if their family or someone they know sets up like a Bitcoin wallet, a Bitcoin account there in wherever they're from, or and especially El Salvador, where it's just legal currency now, they can just take their cash straight to this machine, deposit it directly into their family's Bitcoin account. They don't have to pay anyone. I'm sure there's like a small fee with these little machines. They have to make money somehow, but it's probably nowhere near as huge as a hassle or a pain in having to wait like it is with wiring it with like Western Union or some other service like that. So it's like, wow, this is actually like a huge thing like we just see it as some like silly oh there's a bitcoin atm like you deposit cash and get your bitcoin but there's like people and i would imagine that it's probably used like this this is just a huge money saver huge life saver for them that they don't have to worry about providing for their family as much anymore because they just know okay i get paid 
I can take my cash here to this ATM machine type thing and instantly my family has this money that they need to get food or clothes, whatever they need. So I just, I thought that was a really cool instance and use of cryptocurrency to kind of open up the world a little bit more to people that are actually in need. Yeah. I wonder how those Bitcoin ATM work though. I wonder how those Bitcoin uh -huh. ATM machines work. Like, is there a, like, is the person who's placing them there, are they uploading their own Bitcoin in, in the sense into that machine so that a person can like, how is that all working? Like that, cause you know, like just having <clears throat> like, I don't know, it's, it, I don't, I don't even want to get in depth with it because I feel like we've yeah. been sitting here talking for hours. <laughs> I just don't, I, like, definitely. I'm, I'm definitely like intrigued on how that all works. I've seen a couple around as well too. And I think that it is really cool how they have that out now, but I just, I don't know, man, that's, that's a little sketchy too, <laughs> man. I, I would be scared to buy uh -huh. from a machine like that, man. I like to, me personally, I like to deal with, um, with, um, off off web uh vaults and whatnot so i don't even mm -hmm. have to worry about you know being worried about anything like that but that yeah bit, that that's a bit scary to, to to have an atm machine that gives you bitcoin right then and there and you know sometimes the number one thing that i've noticed too though i don't know how it is in arizona but when it comes to texas when it comes to those atms that i've seen like that they're usually in the most sketchiest places like i have not yet seen <laughs> like an ATM, uh, like a Bitcoin ATM machine somewhere like, you know, in, in, in one of the nicer places. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it's because they're like not banking, like backing cryptocurrency or what exactly keeps them from having them in certain places. But um, we live in an interesting time, man. Like it's mm -hmm. we got, we got COVID, we got, you know, war, we got cryptocurrency, we have, you know, you know, so much wealth and knowledge just all around right now it's 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 crazy the time that we're living in man but i'm i'm glad that we have good-hearted people like you in the tech industry who is going to one day change the tech world <laughs> i i really believe that just by talking to you and just by listening to you and listening to your mindset and you know hearing about your wife's mindset and hearing you know hearing from you um you know my wife she told me already like you're an amazing person so just you know actually talking to you and getting that from you as well too that's it's really dope to to have to have spoken with you today and have this conversation man and what what are some ways for people to be able to connect with you if if you you know someone who's wanting a website created or anything like that or just wanting to talk tech with you if you'd be willing for them to reach out to you what's what's a way that they could reach out to you like your instagram page and, and all that um yeah so instagram is probably the best way and it's mm -hmm. just my personal instagram right now um i don't even remember what my handle is it's my name but i think it's a little bit funky i'm pretty sure it's and then i'll have that on the at the end of the credit okay yeah video i'll have that on the website as well too I mean, on the, uh... so it's so it's um austin Heyman, but mm -hmm. it's aus one zero underscore Heyman. so h-a-y-m-o-n-d um yeah so that's my instagram tag austin underscore Heyman.
um, yeah, that's the the best way probably right now to to reach out. I'm horrible at getting back to people, even my wife. <laughs> but um, yeah, if someone reaches out, I will definitely make sure to to connect. But yeah, that thanks for awesome. thanks for inviting me in on this. It's been it's been great. It was awesome to have you on. It was a pleasure, especially with all the knowledge that you have and just sharing your experiences when it comes to your mission trip, cryptocurrency, um, your business, school, everything that you shared with us today, man. It was it was an honor to have you on. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Yep. All right. Well, this is Pronto 1804 Podcast. Today we had on Austin Heyman, the tech guru who is going to one day change tech world. So thank you everyone who's been listening. Thank you all for the great day.